Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Okay, finally, finally, the real season is upon us. It is time for the Ryan Goodman Tangway for their Long for the Right pod. We're talking playoffs. And we'll get into that in a moment, but we have to tell you first up that our friends are better online. Make this program possible because Bob Ryan costs a damn much money. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds in the playoffs. They got fights, even season futures. And don't forget baseball. Yeah, it's back. Start of the Major League Baseball season is finally here. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device, and you can use the promo code CLNS50 to receive 50% off a welcome bonus with your first deposit from Bet Online, where the game starts. Okay, so the conversation starts today. The playing format, which tonight, Brooklyn and Cleveland, Minnesota, and the Clippers, as the NBA took a page out of Major League Baseball's book. Uh, Jeff Goodman, you brought this topic up in our rundown uh, text, so you go first. You know, I I liked it last year, and and now I feel like there's just not a lot of juice to it, right? I mean, the the, I know Brooklyn plays Cleveland, and but it's not a one game knockout deal. I feel like if it was a one game knockout deal, I'd be a whole lot more intrigued by this. But even if Brooklyn loses, they get another shot, and they'll probably win that one. So it's not like the NCAA tournament where it's a one-and-done necessarily. Now, for some teams, it is. Obviously, if you're uh, in that 9-10 slot, um, 9-10 or 10-11, 10-11. No, no, 10-11. You're right. Yeah, 10-11. Sorry, because it's, yeah. Um, and, and some of these teams have no right being in any sort of postseason, right? I mean, like, like let, let's be honest, Bob. You know, you're, you're looking at, right now, San Antonio. They're 14 games under 500, Bob. And they're in the postseason right now. This should not happen. Period. Yeah, and let me clarify just so we get this right. Nets are seventh, Cleveland's eighth, nine, ten, Atlanta, and the Hornets. Go ahead, Bob. Nine, ten. Yeah. Well, of course you're right about that, about the fact that a team that far under would get in. Even in the old days, there were teams that didn't have, you know, 
500 records that would make the playoffs by the old format. One thing the NBA has been consistent in on and, and since 1946 is its complete inconsistency with a playoff format. I mean, we used to joke about this back in the early 70s uh, that uh, they, they seem to be changing it every year to accommodate events uh, and, so that, and they're still doing it uh, you know, 50 years later. Um, who knows what, what they're going to come up with next. In the better, best of all worlds, you know, uh, baseball, you'd have two leagues, two pennants, and the World Series would start on September 28th and, or 30th and be over in, you know, in a week. Uh, same here. I don't need this. I don't need this. I, I don't need play-in. Just, just give me one to eight and let's go. One plays eight, two, seven, yeah. let's hey, go. I, I'm with you guys on this. Baseball, I understand. With baseball, I understood the philosophy of it. You know, there are already enough teams in the NBA playoffs without a playing game, right? Baseball, they needed to create some excitement, try to get some more fans in various cities. I like yeah. the fact that I like the fact that Minnesota's made a run, you know, and they get a shot. But I mean, Brooklyn, my God, you know, okay, so Kyrie gets a pass now because they passed the 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 the, the law that he can play every game because he's not quarantined. So now they get a shot. It's like to me. For a team, it's taken away the meaning of the regular season. So, I mean, are you going to be able to, you know, Bob, are you going to be able to take like a Popovich and say, I'm going to sit everybody and I'm just going to be the 10th ranked team. Then I'm going to play all my guys and make a run. That's why I think it sucks. Well, it's, there's a lot of reasons it sucks. And, 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 and you know, the thing, the funny thing about it this year, though, for me, is the presence of this oddball team Brooklyn. in Brooklyn. That, but they would be that, in anyway. They but, are. But if, if you took this away, Bob, they'd be in. So yeah. I don't think it affects them as much. Well, I mean, I'm just talking about them in the playoffs in general. Uh, and that's fine. They are, this is unlike anything we've ever sure. experienced, ever. I mean, I've been following this league closely since 1969. And I'm telling you, this is unlike anything else. They're hovering. You know what I like? I, I liken it to whatever that Woody Allen movie was where the mother was hovering over the city. You know, they're the mother hovering over the, 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 the city. And, you know, nobody, nobody does, knows what to make of them. I mean, really, they're intriguing. And that, that, so whether it was a standard, if they were just a standard seven, you know, and, and they were playing the two or whatever happens here happens. They're, they have, they're the, the only interesting thing in this whole mess here. What do we care about the Cavaliers? What do we care about, you know, the T-Wolves? The what do we care about Charlotte? Oh, my God. Well, Santa, yeah. Nobody identified. You know, we don't care. Well, you know, I, I would say this. Three of us don't care. I mean, Bob, but, I would say this. They did this because of the pandemic to some degree, because it wasn't you weren't going apples to apples right a year ago. Yeah. And if you want to do it this year, the same, you weren't going apples to apples all season this year. Also, we forget about that. There were some you know, games missed, most of them early in the season. Um, so I'm OK with it last year and this year after this over, over, get rid of the plan. We're done as long as the pandemic is is hopefully past us and we're dealing with apples to apples. Let's get rid of this and go back to what was at least the norm for a while um, and, and just one to eight. And the, the, the problem, listen, the other problem with all this is they, they thought by changing the, the lottery and, and making it so the odds were the same for the you know one to three teams that they would they would cut down on tanking. And it was the dumbest thing ever, like the dumbest thing ever, because everybody's tanking now. Everybody, more teams are tanking because you've got a chance to get closer to that one to three spot. So you've got, it totally backfired to me. 
and you're not going to eliminate tanking as long as there's a draft lottery. Okay. Uh, I hate to tell you, but I got a quote here from, from Adam Silver with regard to the potential for this being part of the permanent landscape. Okay. This is a quote. I'm taking it from today's USA Today. Yeah. And uh, he, uh, this was in February. Uh, the last month of the season is potentially enhanced by creating this incentive, in essence, to get into that ninth and 10 spot where yeah. blah, 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 blah. If my numbers are roughly right, we had 24 teams still competing to get into the playoffs with two weeks to go, which I'm told is a record. So he likes it. Of course it's a record. Of course it's a record. San Antonio is frigging, they're 34 and 48. New Orleans is 36 and 46. Everybody's in the mix. Right. How far off can you be from San Antonio from 34 and 48? Other than Houston, Oklahoma City, everybody was within striking distance. It's no, more inventory. Of course, the commissioner likes it. It's more inventory, Bob. About how the NBA is, has, has been changing its format perpetually. And, and no matter what you do, you're going to have, uh, you know, teams like San Antonio. I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the, the, uh, this, the Celtics' first championship was against St. Louis. Well, but in 59, they beat a Laker team in the finals that was under 500. And that's 14 games under? 14 games under? Not 14. That's what I'm saying. The difference is right now, if you went one to eight, the Clippers at least are 42 and, and 40. In the in the East, Cleveland is 44 and 38. You would not have a single team under 500 if yeah, you did it the way we want it done. All right. Right. Well, anyway, well, so I think we all, we're in agreement. It, well, it's here. Yes. Me, and it's here. And we're very much con- curious to see, number one, if Cleveland can pull off the well. The, 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 the I, I will wrap this up by making a, a philosophical statement and maybe getting very deep. Mm-hmm. It's just part of our sports society that we just keep on adding on, adding on, adding on, adding on, adding on because we have technology and because we can. At some point in time, we're going to have to say, you know what? We don't need more replay. We don't need more games. We don't need more progress. So at well, some coaches, point, I'm just going to say Gary. it's fine as is. Gary, I'm worried because coaches, if they if they had their say, they would expand the NCAA tournament from now 68 to 128 no, if they could. Bad news. They would. Yeah, because they, but but see, uh, Jeff, they ha- they have the tech, they have the, the the media is there. I mean, look, we're on TV for God's sakes. I mean, there's everybody wants content. I mean, seriously though, the three of us are on the watering media it down. channel. Everybody yeah. wants content. So if they go to 120 teams, stupid. somebody will buy it. Of course. Of course somebody stupid. will buy it. But it just gets watered down. No it just question. gets There's at no some question. point it gets watered down. And, we say to ourselves, and they'll say, they'll say hey, why do I want to watch? I mean, honestly, why the hell do I want to watch the, the, this this playing game with the San Antonio Spurs? Why? Why? Give me one reason. Give me one reason why I want to watch the Spurs New Orleans. Uh, I, I can't. Uh, Bob. can't. <laughs> uh, no, Bob, Bob. Did you have a comment? Yeah, well, I was just going to say if the, and, and if you got the NCAA thing, you know what they would say if they went from sixty four to one twenty. They're at sixty eight anyway. Remember, they've already watered it. Uh, yes. Let's play one more game. So, you know, the multiple of sixty four. Exactly. One more game, and that's all they'd say. Um, no, it's. But you're right about the Gary. Your point about. Look at the look at baseball now. The umpires are wired to they have to they have to make the announcement with the way the football referees do now. Uh, after the replays, 
which are going to be endless. And and you know, yeah, it's and we have the we have the catcher with the with the buzzer now, you know, because of worried about sign stealing. Baseball got along with people stealing signs from second base for a hundred years, but a yeah. uh, hundred years, one hundred and fifty years. But uh, you know, anyway, uh, we're going to have to say enough is enough. Moving on. Right. Uh, Brooklyn. Uh, let me just point out. I, sure. I, I, I want to ask if any of you guys took note, however, with regard to Cleveland and and their chances of beating the net. I, I, the other, did you see what Kevin Love did the other night? No. Did you, Jeff? No. Kevin Love is still alive and breathing, folks. Playing well. Yet he had he had thirty two points and he made eight threes. And you say, well, okay, a lot of guys in the league. Wait a minute. In fifteen minutes. <laughs> of playing he really? time he played 15 minutes he he made eight threes and he had 32 points i'm wondering you know hey maybe he's got something maybe he can go off uh <laughs> against the nets who knows all right well, it'd be easier to root for but okay let's get to brooklyn right now and look to me they're a contender i i know that we have to wait and see what happens with the rest of the roster but, I mean, if Kyrie wants to play, Jeff, and KD obviously is ready to go, if Kyrie's head is on the floor, I say look out. Yeah, I'm told by my sources that that Ben Simmons, as of now, the, the plan is for him to play game one, which very well could be where, Bob? Oh. Game one of, of, of their first-round series. Not playing. Where will that be? Here. Here in Boston. Boston. How about that? Kyrie having to exercise a couple demons against Cleveland and then potentially Boston. <laughs> ben Simmons returning, playing his first game this season in Boston. And I won't be able to be there because I haven't seen my parents for about three and a half months. They've been down in Florida and I'm going down to see them this weekend down the Cape. So I will watch it on TV. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm into baseball this weekend too. So uh, I'll be going to ballpark on Friday and Sunday. Uh, not Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Monday. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, uh, ben, the Ben Simmons thing, my, it's just more ever-increasing intrigue about with that team. I mean, absolutely. First of all, you're right. The over, the, the nightly over-under for, for Durant and Irving, I'm, I'm fixing right now at 70. <laughs> That's the over-under. Probably right. Okay, there you go. So um, how do we well, feel Kyrie, about Kyrie? Here, here's about my question, run? Gary. Huh? Gary. Kyrie, do you the, – the one thing with Kyrie, right, like he's up, down, all around. You don't know what Kyrie you're going to get necessarily. Do you trust him when it comes to, like, coming to Boston with everything on the line? He'll get booed. He's been booed here before this year, obviously. Do you trust his, his mental makeup? Or do you think he'll be more motivated and, and go off against the Celtics? The latter. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely, Bob. Go ahead. I'm worried. I'm worried. Uh, no, he's going to be a he's going to be a, a real threat. He's and he's he's. Let's just forget all that. Just analyze him as a ball player and forget about the personality. Um, there are people who categorically say that he is the greatest finisher at his size in the history of the game. Period. That he he goes to the basket. With what say the, you? What say you, Bob? I never seen anybody better at that size. The the. the I was saying the same thing about the, the Isaiah Thomas at his size. He remains the most amazing thing at his size that I've ever seen getting the bat. But when Kyrie's gone to the basket, it is, it, it is a, a, a breathtaking event. Uh, he's, 
he's amazing. His ambidexterity, his his body control, his his inventiveness, everything is just his handle. His handle is his crazy handle. to get there. He is no, the fastest. It, it, he is the fastest, quickest, slipperiest. <laughs> like I, he goes into a crowd and he comes out. I'm like, how how did how did that happen? I mean, so, I'll tell you, I, I'm sorry, Derek you know, Rose. Ahead, Bob, another, Derek Rose was another one for me, but. Uh, it's a little bit different here, but I don't want to discount him. He's right up in that category, and they're about the same size. So here's my thing, Jeff, to answer your question. It's um, somewhere in the middle. I don't think Kyrie has to be where Bob says he's going to be, though if I had to choose, I agree with Bob. I think he has to be good enough, because if you look at Kevin Durant, and I thought Durant in the the last playoffs, uh, you know, when, when uh, I mean, Kyrie was out, Harden was not himself. It was just all KD. I thought KD's performance was exemplary. I thought it was balls. So you bring that and a 70% Kyrie, I think it's good enough to win in Boston. It could be. It could be. Because I don't want to take anything away from the Celtics. But I I don't have Robert Williams. They're not going to have Robert Williams. Right. And and that, I I don't think enough people are talking about that. I I feel like, you know, you're taking away arguably their most important defensive player in, in a game where they're going to need him, like in a series, they're going to need him, right? We talk about Kyrie and his ability to get to the basket and finish through contact, around contact, whatever. But you talk about Kevin Durant and his ability to his first step and get there and his length and athleticism and, and ability. Obviously we know he can shoot it from three, but beyond that, he can put it in the floor. And if you don't have, if you have Al Hortford and Daniel Tice down there, let's face it. That's a little bit different. That's I a lot. Different. Luke Cornette, but then I'm being, I'm being smart ass here. Um, you know, I, I, you know how I feel. I, I've gone from real excitement and, and, and enthusiasm to, okay. Okay. Let's see what happens. I'll live with it. You know, if, if they don't progress uh, without Robert Williams, I mean, it's a huge, it's a major thing. Yeah. I, 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 uh, now they played, they had some pretty good games, you know, without them against, against the, you know, the inferior competition. There's no question. They, they still kicked a lot of asses without them. Uh, just, but not in this level now. Not with two of the top 10 players in the game on the other, no. on the other so, side. Okay. So to focus on Brooklyn, so Simmons, yeah. how does that? I, I Jeff, you're a bit, you're, you know, I mean, you have the most knowledge of him, and and you, you, you know, you're the Simmons guy. So how does that all work? Well, I mean, again, it probably depends on how much he's been able to practice with the team at this point, and and how comfortable. You know, to me, you're not going to ask him to do too much early, right? You give him 10, 15 minutes, game one, if you can. And you just make him facilitate and defend. And if his body's up to it, well, that's that's probably all you'll need. Um, again, in this series without Robert Williams, I feel like push the ball. If he's got his athleticism and, and his back is healthy, he can push it. He can just give it to Kyrie and, and KD and finish when he needs to. But, you know, the days of saying, hey, Ben Simmons has to, to shoot the ball, they're gone with Kyrie and KD around. They don't. They don't need that. They don't need that from him. Defend, push it, and 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 facilitate. And if you can do that for twenty two minutes a game by the end of that series, and then ramp it up and maybe play twenty five minutes a game in the next series, 
it's fine because he doesn't have to have the ball. He needed the ball in his hands at the end of the game for Philly. Well, he doesn't need – the ball is not going to be in his hands because it's going to be in KD or Kyrie's hands. He's never going to see the ball in the final two minutes. He may not even be on the floor. He may not be on the floor. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I know how you feel. His defense is, is where he can be the most serviced. I mean, they need it. Their, their defense is, is substandard. At the, you know, the, 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 if they don't improve their defense, they're not going to go very far, even if they, you know, period. Uh, he, he, he will enhance that. There's one other guy I want to mention that should be mentioned for them because, uh, and this comes into play with the Robert uh, Williams thing, and that is Drummond. He can still rebound with anybody. He's huge, man. Look at he's some of his huge. rebound totals. As you, uh, he's a force. Uh, they're, they're very fortunate. That, that, was, that trade, you know, brought them a shooter to replace, uh, you know, uh, uh, Harris right now with Seth Curry. And, uh, and, and they got a, a major, major rebound force. He's still, he's still. And, and Harden has looked atrocious lately for Philly. Atrocious. And I said this when they got him. He just looks like his body belongs playing in the YMCA. It, it does. <laughs> like, I just see the deterioration. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he'll be able to turn it on for the playoffs. I have no faith in James Harden being able to lead Philly to, to the title or anything close. None. I, I love Joel. Yeah. I have to stick with my pick. I thought when they made the move, I felt he would be reinvigorated, uh, much like he was when he first arrived in Brooklyn. When he first arrived in Brooklyn, he was dishing the ball. He was. Uh, but if he, it's <laughs> the playoffs are a long run, man. So I don't know, Jeff, but I'll, 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 I'll take the hit if, uh, well, if we don't know possible. yet. I mean, we don't know. I just feel like, hey, who do you have more faith in right now? The culture in Milwaukee? Or, you know, Philly and throwing it together here kind of at the last minute, yeah, right? Sure. I mean, that, that's the other thing that I still fault Daryl Morey for, is if you're going to make this move, you had to make it earlier to build some chemistry. And, and they didn't do that. And I just don't think they're going to be able to all of a sudden, you know, snap their fingers and, and, and be able to go on a run here um, in Philly. I, I just, you know, to me, I think Milwaukee, Miami, are the two teams that you look at in the East and you trust the most with Brooklyn being the wild card, obviously, depending on what happens with Ben Simmons or if they decide to actually give a shit about playing defense. Well, I'm definitely, I, I'm sticking with Milwaukee as the, as my favorite. Yeah. And that is not to disparage Miami at all. I'm just saying, I just trust Milwaukee a little bit more when, when these games come now. And Anthony Tequambo just gets incrementally better every year. I mean, he, he's absolutely at the top of his game. Uh, and uh, they're 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 formidable. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm picking. Well, up. they know their roles too. I, I think that's the part with Milwaukee is they all know their roles and they embrace them. Right? Giannis is just the ultimate team leader who's not about himself. Chris Middleton's just happy with being the sidekick. You know, Drew Holiday is just what he is. Right? Like does everything. Doesn't care also about attention. And then they got a bunch of good role guys around them. And they got Lopez back in time. And, and functioning just in time. I mean, right. So, you know, yep. just, and that that's important because he was the anchor of their defense last right. year, and now they got him back. They, they've got through the whole almost, what, four-fifths of the season without him, and, and they still had a good year, but they're, they're, they're going to be better than they've been all year right now. I think. There is no drama. No drama in Milwaukee. Just no, basketball. No, no, you're right. Just you're right. That means something. You know, I, I do have to – I want to go off script just real quick. I, I want to ask you guys about two teams. Uh, in the postseason as we look ahead. Uh, Bob, I'll start with you. 
your thoughts on Memphis and mm-hmm. Golden State. Oh, good. Yeah, well, Memphis, they surprised me that by doing at times as well as they did when Morant was not there. Uh, Memphis has won 55 games, I, I, I believe, and, and they're, they're a threat and to go to the conference finals, I think, possibly. Uh, yeah, they're, 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 they should be taken very seriously. Uh, and Golden State is a, a, an ex. Tell me how healthy Draymond is. You know, no, tell me you know, how healthy Steph, tell me how healthy Steph is. Steph, is. Steph yeah. yes, we recovered fully from that that you know dive dive that Marcus Smart made. Um, no, I mean if they don't have everything going now. Thompson apparently is back, being Clay Thompson. He's had some big Clay Thompson games, and Jordan Poole is a revelation that I never saw coming. That's for sure. I mean, he's obviously for, but but for them to be, to perform to their max, they have to have Draymond doing the Draymond things. It's got to be out there. And of course they need, they need Steph in. And there's no, Steph is, I don't even know. Is he, he's going to play? Is he ready? Sounds like he's 50, 50, 50, yeah. 50. So, at this so point. that makes them a big question mark team. And the potential, right. and if healthy enough, sure, they can go, they can go a long way, but, but, but I, but they're, 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 they're more, much a murky topic right now. Listen, the, the, if you tell me you have a healthy Steph, a healthy Clay, a healthy Draymond, a healthy Andrew Wiggins, all right, like Andrew Wiggins is your fourth best player, like that, that's a pretty damn good team. Maybe not if Poole's your – Poole could be your fourth best player. Yes, right now, right? yes. So that, that's five pretty damn good players. And uh, I wish uh, they had Wiseman. I wish they had a healthy Wiseman because I, I do think he would give them exactly what this team needs which is just a, a rim runner, a rim protector, a shot alterer, a guy that doesn't need the ball in his hands at all offensively. You can throw him lobs, and nobody's going to pay attention to him offensively. Nobody's going to look at him offensively. Um, but I, I think that hurts him. I, I really do. I, I think ultimately, again, I think they can get past Denver, but who knows? I mean, your boy could carve him up. Gary, about – Nobody's going to sit around and say, oh, boy, we're playing Memphis. Oh, no. No, the Memphis is going to be heard from, I think. I love them. I mean, I think they're a blast. I think the playoffs right now, I think for me, uh, you know, the regular season is the regular season. I'm not going to say the NBA has become like the NHL, but it's closer. You know, the NHL is like the real season starts in the playoffs, but Maybe it's been the COVID thing. Maybe it's been the Kyrie thing. Maybe it's it started with Popovich resting guys. And but now, like to me, the real season starts today. You know, sure. and I, the fact that LeBron is not playing is not an issue. You know, the NBA, as as we know, with David Stern started the whole star thing, the bird, the magic, and and not to let you know Michael and all this. And um, you know, LeBron's not playing, and I don't care. I mean, I don't dislike him. But I mean, it's, I mean, Bob, we don't miss him, Ron. I can never, really don't. He's just, he doesn't transcend the game, you know. Anymore. I, I've never bought into that anymore than I bought into Tiger I mean, at this point, his career and being essential to the success of the PGA. I don't think, no, he's not in the tournament. Too bad. We got some damn good players. I mean, Jokic is still there, right? And the Giannis is still there. Kevin Durant is the best player in the world now that, uh, anyway, he, he's, he is, He's just, you know, you can't say enough about him. And, and, and you uh, got you great know, players. You got great players that are different. They're right. all different. But, Jeff, here's another point I want to make. You got great teams. You just talked about Milwaukee. 
That's a team. I don't know if you have great teams. I see. I might. I might push back with you on that. I don't think you have great teams. I think you've got a lot of very good teams, and the disparity from one to I don't know eight overall. I'm not going to use you know one to eight in each conference, but one to eight overall is probably as small. And Bob can probably talk to this a whole lot better than I can. Is probably as small as it's been in a long time. Am I wrong, Bob? No, I, I think you're. I think you're right. I think you're right. And uh, so yeah, there's a lot of disparate, you know, dispersed talent. Put it that way. It's, it's good. And I'm not. You know, I'm 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 a defender of the regular season, but that's the whole topic for. You know, but yeah. And anyway, I I, I hate disparaging the regular season. Having lived through many of them, I understand the dynamics of them. I think, and I and I appreciate them. But uh, you know, but I I mean I I know we live in a world now of the, where the focus uh, has has become so disproportionate on on playoffs and rings and you know and the whole thing. I understand, and, and a lot of that is dr- talk. You know, the, the the way that sports is reported. You know, the talk show driven world we live in the talking head world that we live in the world that we're part of, you know, yeah. you know, but it's, it, it has changed the, 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 the uh, conversation. So anyway, but I can live, I'm with you totally percent, hundred percent Gary. LeBron's not in too bad. You know, we got plenty of players I want to see that's for sure. So, uh, you know, that's, that's fine. How do we feel Jeff about the Lakers right now in their future? Not great. I mean, how can you, right? Like, look at what happened to him this year. AD is seemingly hurt every year. Russell Westbrook was a complete train wreck. And LeBron's not getting younger. He's getting older every year. Now, he, he had a hell of a year, especially for his age. But you just watch him and you're like, all right, he doesn't have that that burst consistently like he used to. And it's, it's going to hit him even more next year. You know, this isn't Tom Brady. This isn't the NFL. This is the NBA. It's a little bit different, right? Like LeBron's game, if it changes, we know he's not the greatest perimeter shooter. And if that's what he's got to rely on as he gets older, his game's going to start to diminish quickly. Um, but, but again, for me, it's more about the other guys. It's more about Anthony Davis being um, unable to, to be relied on. It's more about Russell Westbrook and it being a horrible, horrible fit. Um, in LA and how you get rid of that contract. And now who, who wants to come in and coach this team? That's what I would ask. Again, you're going to go after Nick nurse or doc rivers or somebody like that. Why the hell would doc rivers want to go to the Lakers and deal with this team right now? Like no chance if I'm doc rivers, because you can't coach him anyway. You can't coach a team with LeBron on it. So why are you going to go there? You're set up for failure. If I'm Doc or Nick Nurse, thanks, but no thanks. I mean, you know, all, all the next guy has to do is talk to Frank Vogel. Take him out for a beer. Okay, Frank, let's go. What's it like? Yeah. You know, I mean, we knew he was going to be the scapegoat. We know Just it's a matter not, of way. Not, not the first guy in the history of American or international professional sport where the coach is the unfair, you know, scapegoat of a situation way beyond his control. That's that's part of coaching in the, in the world of sport. Okay, but – uh, the, sp- for the specifics, the next guy got to take Frank out for a couple of beers and uh, and get the lowdown. You know, um, you know, do you guys, guys, I learned something this morning. Uh, this is the sixth; they've had six coaches since Phil Jackson, the Lakers. Wow, ah, that's sobering. You know, I mean, Vogel did win a title. Yeah, he did. 
He did. And no, he, he, did he did what they asked him to do. He won yeah, a title he didn't and he was the good, he was the good fall guy, right? He didn't, he didn't fight it. He did exactly what he was called upon to do. And there was always going to be an expiration date on, uh, on Frank Vogel and Nella. He didn't get stupid overnight. And that's true. Yeah, and, every, and the league knows it. Obviously, the league sure. knows it. You know, we saw him. He did well with the Pacers. Then Orlando, I mean, coach in Orlando. He'll get another job. It's not It's not going to be an issue for him. But now, now that we are talking about the Lakers, and I don't want to get Bob Ryan upset again, but I am hooked on HBO's winning time, which Bob has watched the first episode, and he doesn't appreciate two, the way two, that they've two, portrayed. Two. Jer- you watched two? Okay. I saw number two. Okay. By the time you get to number five or six, Jerry West is portrayed to me as like one of the keys to the key of the dynasty because he stepped down. So I think you'll like the way Jerry's portrayed later on in the show. <laughs> but I have, but good, Jeff, now that you are, now that you are, have some time, oh. you have to binge this. I'm going right? to, I'm going to watch it. Okay. I'm going to watch and, it. And the thing I want to bring up last night, I caught, I think it's episode five. Bob, I want you to talk about, okay, so McKinney has the bike accident, right? McKinney has a bike, Westhead takes over. And he makes the decision to start Michael Cooper over Haywood. And no one else sees it but Westhood. But West, but I didn't know that Westhead made the call to say Michael Cooper, because Cooper thought he was going to get caught. Do you remember any of that? No, nothing at all. Not, 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 not. So that, you know, first of all, I'm, I'd have to get a verification of anything that this was real based on what I've seen it. <laughs> You know, even if there is such a person as Michael Cooper, I'm going to have to verify that. And, uh, you know, I mean, OK, no, I don't remember that. I'm serious. I don't No, I, I but but I found that very interesting. I thought because like Michael Cooper, by the time they were playing the Celtics, it's oh. like, OK, Michael Cooper's locking people down. Oh, well, you know, Larry categorically tells you he's the best guy to ever guard them. And, and no, 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 no. This no length, second, man. There's no Michael second place. It's, it's Michael Cooper. And um, so anyway, no. OK, that's fine. I did not know that. But, oh, anyways, Jeff, that's I'm, I'm, Jeff, I'm when, watch you, when you get ready, you know, just make sure you have a, a, a economy sized barf bag ready. Uh, when, when you start watching. See, it's it's and it it says on the screen, you know, this is for dramatic purposes, Jeff. I mean, really? I Bob being tied to the facts is a great journalist. Me being a movie guy. I love it. It's I think it's phenomenal. Entertaining. Now, it's yeah. entertainment. Yeah. I'm amazed. Right. I'm, I'm, I am a, a, a yeah, I'm I'm just stunned that people like it that much. And, and but is it is it based like loosely off the book? Yeah, because I thought it was based off Jeff Perlman's book. Yeah, you but like, they take look. They take a lot of they take they take a lot. They they take some. Yeah, the only thing that's that that is real is that if if you see a basketball bouncing, it probably was a real basketball. <laughs> but other than that, it, it, it it's you know. So Marshall, are you done? Marshall, are you done Marshall, with it now, Bob? Harry Potter is more realistic than, than this movie, right? This is, I, see, I love it. Folks, if you're watch, watch it for yourself and judge. <laughs> it's entertainment. You know, Tracy Letts as Jack McKinney is, should win an award. I mean, he's phenomenal. Phenomenal. And, um, you know, Chick Hearn does the hand signal. You know, Pat Riley's doing the games. And, and Chick Hearn, uh, you know, gives him the, the, the thing. When I did a couple of games with Mike Gorman, I got more than one of these from Tommy Heinsohn. <laughs> Shut up. Um, uh, and on another note, as we leave, gentlemen, I just have this. This is Audible. Uh, the arm of the that I, band, August Frisco. Hang so on. Just another dead guy until the DNA results came back anyway. Just enough of his All-American good looks remained to know the league's best quarterback was too dead to play in Sunday's championship game. 
My audio book is out. Buy it on Audible and iTunes. Jets, Very nice. We'll see you later.